Hey there, it's Ash here. Um, just sending you some love from Bali, where I am finally on chapter almost five of my book. And I thought that I would have writer's block. And like I've said to you before, my mom, whenever I call her, I'm like, I've got writer's block. She's like, you don't have talking block. And so it's been such an experience to be writing and feeling words pour out of me and just the excitement that I have to share this book with you. Because I think writing a book and writing in general for me is such a way to process my life. I feel like when I worked in counterterrorism and I realized that it wasn't a fit for me, I was going to either have to give notice or um, board an airplane to travel into 14 hot zones, danger zones. Uh, And a lot of people in the government, they love danger zone travel because they get danger pay, which means an extra bonus for going places that really suck for lack of a better term and um i so i either had to quit my job or or go on this trip and so as a result i quit my job and my career in dc ended very quickly and i came back to la and thankfully you know the methodology that i teach in my job offer academy course on how to get a job that was what saved me because i ended up landing so many job offers months and months after my job hunt had ended just trickling in because of how effective the steps were that i took um But I wanted to do this audio to you. I feel like a 90-year-old calling it an audio. Is it cool for me to call it a solo cast? Like, what am I supposed to call this thing? A solo jam sesh, you know? Um, I wanted to get this out to you because here in Bali, I've been feeling so inspired by the topic of confidence. And it came up for me in a very unexpected way. Uh, And I think way too often we don't realize how far we've come because we surround ourselves, you know, if you're like I am, with people who are kind of like us. And then when we we find people that aren't like us or in a different chapter of their lives or their journey, it's like this interesting juxtaposition or in the literary world when you're writing a book, it's, it's a foil, right? It's a character that shows you the exact opposite of the character you're reading about. That's how it felt. I met some people here. So I went on a river rafting tour. And there's a layover when we were on the raft. And so we were going through the jungle, me and Samantha Skelly, and we had a little layover where we met some guys and I could tell on their faces that they were young as hell. Like, you know, I don't know, maybe 19, maybe 20, maybe 21. For me, that's young because I'm in my 30s now. And something intuitive told me to be helpful to them. And I didn't know what it was. And so they started talking to us as we were drinking literally out of a coconut in the jungle. (laughs) Picture that. And we had to get back on a raft. And I said, oh, well, you know, tomorrow we're going to a beach club. You guys should come. And I was hoping these guys didn't think I was like hitting on them because I was like, oh, my God, these guys are like literally a fetus. They're so young. They're like their brain is still forming. They're so young. Like in my head, there was like all this judgment. Like, God, I hope these these guys don't think that I'm being creepy. I just want to be helpful. So I invited them to a beach club. And the next day they showed up and it ended up turning into this beautiful experience where they became very vulnerable with me and started talking to me about what they're going through in their lives and their confidence. And two of them out of the five of them had just gotten out of a breakup and they were single and they're 21 and had their first jobs and didn't really know how they were going to navigate talking to women and, and feeling like, and they were so afraid of rejection. So that evening we all had a really fun meal out. I just kept talking to them, asking questions and ended up going out with them and watching them come to me so nervous saying like, I want to talk to that girl, but I don't know how to talk to her or I don't want to look weird or I don't want to get rejected. And 
I was so moved. I was so moved. I could start crying right now because I think that working in personal development, I mean, I started my career in business coaching practice in 2013 and gave my TED Talk in 2014 and started my career as a speaker, ironically, doing a TED Talk I'd never spoken before that. FYI, folks, those of you who are buying into the illusion that you need to be a seasoned speaker to do a TED Talk or anything like that, that is not true. And I remember just sitting there with them and thinking, oh my God, when you start a business, when you invest in yourself, when you get really deep in personal development, of course, some magic happens, right? Like a lot of um, typical blocks people face with their confidence, with taking risks, um, with, you know, buying into stories about themselves being, you know, being silly or being embarrassing. I don't really have those stories at this point. I've done so much personal development. And of course, things pop up. Of course, I'm vulnerable all the time, especially if you read my post on Instagram. I'm really, really honest about what I'm going through at any given day. And I think the real trademark of personal development is not in not having those thoughts or feelings, but is in how fast you bounce back from them. So someone who hasn't done a lot of personal development, if they're afraid of rejection or they get rejected, that's going to hit them and sit with them all day for an extended period of time. Somebody who's done a lot of personal development, they're going to feel that little pang in their heart of that fear or that rejection, and then they're going to kind of bounce back and release it. That to me is the trademark of good personal development. But I think what happens as an entrepreneur a lot of the times, especially in the self-help space, is that we get so used to being our ideal client at some point in our lives. We get really good at being able to speak to you guys. You know, we we get really good at understanding you because we were you, we are you. But somewhere along the lines, we start to succeed at it or our business takes off or um, we get a lot of freedom in our life from having leverage in a business, whatever have you. Next thing we know, you know, we're at the country club and we don't even remember who our ideal client is anymore. And it's not to say that that's me. I don't really identify with that. I feel really connected to people and and confidence and vulnerability and helping people stand in their worthiness. You know, I feel like I've mastered my worthiness in my friendships, in my relationship with my body, in my relationship with, you know, and sometimes it comes up with my body, like me feeling curvy or too curvy or not enough this or not enough that, especially growing up in LA. But on the most part, I've also feel like I've mastered it in my career where I'm like, who am I not to do this? But an area sometimes it will show up for me is in love. Like, oh my gosh, am I, do I deserve that person? Stuff like that. So I'm always working on it. And like I said, my bounce back period is pretty quick. Thanks to all the personal development. Um, that being said, I think that it becomes so graceful for people like me where I've, I've done the work and I keep doing the work to bounce out of the fear of rejection. And so for me to be standing in this nightclub in Seminyak, Bali called La Favela, one of my favorite places. If those of you who are going to Bali, you have to go to La Favela. Great nightclub, great restaurant, great place to have drinks on a Saturday or Friday. So I'm sitting there watching these guys talk to women and I start talking to them about how they should approach these women. And it was so beautiful for me to remember that feeling of, you know, not in my case, the fear of walking up to a random woman, but the feeling of vulnerability and not wanting to be rejected and remembering that this is something that most people are going through. And so I figured it would be of service to you if I made you this audio about some steps you could take to be with yourself in your confidence and in your fear of rejection. So the first thing that I told the guys, you know, God bless their souls. They're such sweethearts. I told them, 
you know, number one, don't be creepy. And what does that mean? That means be warm. And a mindset that I have about how to talk to people is that I see everybody as my uncle's friend. And I know that sounds really weird, but bear with me. The reason I see strangers as if they're like my uncle's friend is because my uncle is like a distant enough family member. Um, and, and their friend is there's enough distance in that mindset where it's like you're going to approach people with warmth because they're linked to somebody you know, but you're still going to have a boundary of not professionalism, but um, social grace. And so I approach everybody kind of like they're my uncle's friend, like, oh, we must know each other from somewhere, but I'm not going to overshare with you because I don't know you yet, but I'm going to be warm with you because I think we're linked somehow. Um, so that was the first thing that I kind of thought about in encouraging these guys to talk to people is see the world like they're your uncle's friend. (laughs) Bet you haven't heard that one before. Welcome to my brain. It's a really interesting place. (laughs) A lot of thoughts, but that's the way I kind of see people. I'm like, oh, that person is a familiar soul, um, but not so familiar that I'm going to overstep with them. So that's the first thing. I think the second thing is to wonder what's the worst that could happen? What are you, what story are you telling yourself about taking that risk or stepping on stage or asking for that new client or asking for that promotion at work? What is the story you're telling yourself that's scaring you off from really stepping up? And what is the worst that can happen? Because far too often we tend to catastrophize and think about the worst case scenario when really it's so not that bad. So I would always check in when you're feeling like you're less confident or afraid of rejection, check in with yourself and ask yourself, like, what is the story I'm telling myself about what the worst possible thing is that can happen? And what are you saying about what can happen? And what are you saying? This is the gold. This is the second piece here is what are you making it mean about you? If you're rejected, then what? What are you telling yourself that that means about you? That you're what? That you're lame, that you're not lovable, that you're not worthy? I would really follow that line of thought and start to get clear of what you're making it mean about you. And then I would also ask yourself the third piece, where does that come from? Because way too often, you know, like I've said before, 98% of our thoughts are on repeat every single day. And usually they start somewhere. And usually they start up until age 12 when a lot of our subconscious programming and our blueprint about how we see the world is set. So really asking yourself, like, where does that come from? And um, kind of tap into that memory. When was the first time you felt afraid of rejection or uh, less confident or doubting yourself? Whatever that feeling is you're feeling right now in a moment in your life, when's the first time you felt that exact feeling? And you don't have to be a perfectionist about it and get too mental about it. You can get into your heart and just feel a memory come forward. Um, so I would say that's just another step. And it's so ironic. I'm looking at my notes right now. I can't read my own notes. So I'm going to just give you other steps. Um, Another thing that I would say is if you want to start a business and that's the kind of confidence you're looking to step into, um, I would say always remember that people started at zero. So the most confident person in the room, they started, I mean, we don't come out of the womb confident and we certainly don't come out of the womb feeling confident across the board. It's not like somebody comes out and is like confident everywhere. Even the most confident person in business, and let me tell you right now, Um, I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but right when all my debts came into my life from my first company falling apart, and thankfully I've since bounced back, thank God. And I'm not even going to thank God too much because you know what? I fucking took action for that to fix things. But when I lost all my money and I got those calls from American Express being like, Ashley, we're going to possess your house if you don't pay this off. Because I had a long story short, and there's so many podcast episodes I've done about losing my money. Um, 
I had a Facebook ad specialist insist that if I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars, something would work and it didn't. So I ended up putting it on my Amex and it didn't work out. And that was after a lot of risks I took did work out. And that's the game of entrepreneurship, right? Is not making it mean that you're a badass boss when you're doing great and not making it mean you're a loser when you're failing. I think the game is really in the meaning you make of your situations. And I remember the day I lost, got that phone call from American Express. I had a date that night with, I'm not even joking you, a billionaire, somebody who started one of the top five or 10 companies of our time as millennials. So <laughs> think about that. So I, I, you know, I didn't have to walk in. I chose to walk into this dinner and be like, hey, you know, and he's like, how was your day? And it was like, holy shit, what am I going to say? My day was insane. I was called by debt collectors. Um, and I might lose my house, you know, but instead I just was like, it was a really interesting day, you know, like lots going on with my business, trying to fix it. Um, starting a new business that talked about that. And I just talked about my friendships and my life and all the things that exist because I'm so much bigger than my money or my not my, my loss of money. I'm so much bigger than my creation and business. So are you. And so I think that when we make these meanings about ourselves and we participate in these social conversations and make our worthiness get tied to our bank accounts, tied to what that girl or that guy that rejects us thinks of us, it's, it's such a slippery slope. And it's like living in quicksand when the truth is worthiness is your birthright. You came in worthy. Um, something divine made you and chose to bring you here. That alone makes you worthy. And so there's so much I could say about this, but ultimately it's, if you're thinking about stepping into a business and your confidence is feeling under, you know, a microscope with yourself, I would say, number one, know that you should always just be adding value, lead with value, talk with value. Don't make it about you. That's the first thing. Um, if you're questioning your confidence when it comes to dating and love, um, look at your relationship with your parents. Like what story did you make their availability or not availability to you as a parent? Or what moments did you have with them that really hurt you that you came up with a story about that moment, about you, about your worthiness? Like check in with your memories about your parents. You know, if you're a woman, usually it's going to be daddy stuff. If you're a guy, it's going to be mom stuff. Um, you know, our parents did the best they could, of course. Um, and sometimes they just didn't give us something that we needed. And we have memories of that and we play that out in our love lives and it influences our confidence. If it's in your career, um, what stories are you telling yourself about your capabilities? Where does that come from in your life? So do these inquiries, ask yourself what's the worst that can happen and see the world as your uncle's friend. That's my conclusion for this week's random solo jam audio sesh. I don't even know what to call these. Let me know what you think about it on the gram. I'm so moved. If you guys are listening that I met in Bali, you, you Aussie boys, you guys are an inspiration to me. Thank you for bringing me back to my heart on why I started this podcast, why I created an online platform. And those of you out there that are looking to land a new job you love, I have a free course, uh, a jumpstart course, and it gives you the opportunity eventually to join me in the full course if you decide to. Um, an hour of free content on how to land a new job you love. Go to uturnpodcast.com slash job. That's Y-O-U-T-U-R-N podcast.com slash job for that free course on how to land a new job you um, you love. If you're looking to get clear on where you belong in the workforce, you don't really know, it's uturnpodcast.com slash clarity for a free course on clarity. And if you're looking to start a business, it's uturnpodcast.com slash biz, B-I-Z, for you to get a free course on how to start a business. So 
there is so much here for you. I'm in your in support. I'm in your corner. I've been there. I get it. And please know that before I got a half million email subscribers and all the downloads every day on this podcast, I was just a chick looking at other people on the internet, wondering if I could ever make anything of myself. And let me tell you something. The day I got my book deal, the day I started seeing this podcast get traction, the day my online course started selling in a big way, the days that all of these things happened, the game was in checking my ego at the fucking door. Because you know what? As soon as you can make it, you can lose it. And I don't want to put that belief system in you, but I want you to honor your soul. And I want you to work on your mindset to constantly be questioning the belief that you're better than anybody or you're worse than anybody because neither is true. All right, sending you a lot of love. Hope you hit me up on the gram. Let me know what you think. Thanks to all of you who are writing reviews of the Uterine Podcast. It helps the show grow. It means the world. Can't wait to connect with you next week. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the Podcast Princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.